Welcome to the Story Forest, telling exciting tales for children that grown-ups like too. In today's episode, Princess Isabel and Queen Mummy find a beautiful music box, but when they open it, all sorts of strange things start to happen. We've got a brand new activity pack available on our website to complete at the same time or after listening to the story. Just go to the link in the show notes and join Princess Isabel on the adventure. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Princess Isabel and the Music Box Princess Isabel woke to a knock on her door. Queen Mummy came in, smiling and holding a beautiful-looking box, decorated with stunning flowers and swirling golden leaves. It was a bright morning and Queen Mummy came to sit on the edge of the bed. Good morning, lovely. This mystery box arrived this morning, and I thought we could open it together. Look! She pointed to a small metal key fitted to the side of the box. It's a music box. Princess Isabel, still partially asleep, or after all her magical experiences, she may have exercised a bit more caution, snuggled up to Queen Mummy, who began to turn the key. The box opened, and a sweet, sad tune began to play. Princess Isabel got a glimpse of a dark blue interior, and a small figure dressed in a purple dress starting to spin when a strange sensation spread all over her own body. She felt like wind was rushing past her, at her, around her, and the colours around her were changing at top speed. She heard a thunk, and then everything stopped. Princess Isabel found herself in a huge, squashy, white expanse. She looked around her at hills and folds in the landscape and finally realised that it was her bed. It was her bed, but much bigger than usual. And so she must be much smaller than usual. Princess Isabel! Queen Mummy's voice sounded very far away and Princess Isabel started moving towards the voice. I'm coming! Princess Isabel rounded the corner of a fold of duvet and saw a very tiny Queen Mummy marching towards her. Judging from the things around her, Queen Mummy was now just over an inch tall, and Princess Isabel a little smaller. They hugged, laughed, and then looked around. It must have been the music box, Princess Isabel said. We'll have to get back to it somehow, Queen Mummy said. It fell onto the floor. We're going to have to get down off the bed. Of course, this was a lot more difficult than getting down from a bed normally. But luckily, there was a side of the duvet that was falling onto the floor. And with a careful mix of sliding and climbing, the two very tiny royals were soon on the carpet. They could see the music box a little way away and walked over. It had landed the right way up and was still sounding its sad song. 
but the music was getting slower now. Hello, a voice came from inside the music box. Is anyone there? Princess Isabel's eyes had opened wide. Hello, she said. Ah, are you the music box dancer? The voice sighed. Well, not really, but yes, I suppose I am. Please, oh please, can you help me? We'll be there in a minute, Queen Mummy said firmly. Wait for us. Queen Mummy pointed Princess Isabel over to a pile of dice from a game that she'd been playing with Harriet the Hare the day before. We'll have to build some steps from those so we can get into the music box. Let's go. And so they did. Princess Isabel had never imagined that dice could be that heavy. But before long, there were some fairly neat steps ahead of them. Princess Isabel started to climb gingerly, but her tiny body was so light that the dice didn't move at all. Queen Mummy followed, and moments later, the two of them were in front of the tiny dancer. Only she wasn't a toy at all. She was a very tiny person, just like them. She was dressed like a storybook princess, and her hair was long and dark and beautiful, and she looked very sad. You are tiny too, she said mournfully. How will you ever help me? Princess Isabel bristled and stood up straight. I am Princess Isabel. I spent most of my life being only a bit taller than this, and I completed a quest that no knights could manage. And what's more today, I've got my Queen Mummy too. We can definitely help you. The lady looked a little taken aback. Why don't you tell us the whole story? Queen Mummy said gently. The lady nodded, then reached out her arms. They took them and the lady managed to get down from the turning mechanism in the music box. They all sat down, with their legs dangling down into the box. My name is Princess Cirola. I am from a faraway land, from a beautiful city filled with canals and rivers. There the sky is golden with the sunset every evening, and the sunlight reflects across the water. People call it the Golden City, and they travel from far and wide to row across the sunlight. She sighed. And now I might never see it again. Tears rolled out of her eyes. Queen Mummy put an arm around her. But Princess Isabel felt a bit impatient to know what had happened. Princess Sirola continued. I grew up in this city of light. And a few years ago I met a great hero, Samni has rescued our city from many dangers and monsters, and he is brave and strong and handsome. But most of all, he is kind and funny. Oh, and I love him so much. Now Princess Sirola sobbed and leant into Queen Mummy's shoulder, and Queen Mummy rubbed her back kindly. Princess Isabel arranged her face into a concerned expression. 
Finally, Princess Sirola sat up again and spoke. He, oh, he loves me too, and we were due to be married. But there is a great sorceress called Zathana, who had also fallen in love with Samni. She came to our city and demanded that he marry her instead, but he refused. And before anyone could do anything about it, she cast a great spell. And I heard the sad song all around me, and I found myself shrinking, shrinking, and then I was inside this box. I knew nothing for a long time until you opened the lid. And now here we are. And who knows what Zathana has done with my Samni? Queen Mummy cuddled Princess Sirola tightly and Princess Isabel got to work with thinking. They would have to find the Golden City. They would have to rescue the prince. They would have to defeat Zathana. None of which was necessarily a bigger problem than Princess Isabel usually faced. But then again, Princess Isabel was normally much bigger. The first thing she thought, as she usually did, was that she needed her friends. Happily, at that moment, there was a creak and Princess Isabel looked over to her bedroom door to see the lovely little face of Harriet the Hare poke into the room. Harriet! she shouted, standing up and waving her little arms around. Over here! The hare hopped over, looking surprised to see her friend looking so small, and Princess Isabel quickly told her everything. And so we need to get to the Golden City and solve all of this once and for all, she finished, and Harriet nodded. You might need some help riding on Ulred's back, though, Harriet the Hare said. We might need to find a bag. Princess Sirola had stopped crying now, and the three tiny royals climbed carefully onto Harriet the Hare's back. Luckily, the edge of the music box was just about the right height to climb over from. Harriet started hopping as gently as she could out of the room, down the stairs and over to the stables, with the others holding tightly onto her fur. Ulred the unicorn lay down to be able to hear Princess Isabel's tiny voice, and Harriet the hare went to fetch a bag that Queen Mummy had described to her as perfect for them to ride in. With some difficulty, they managed to put the bag around Ulred the Unicorn's neck and then to climb inside separate little pockets so that if they were holding on very tightly, they could see as they rode. Riding a unicorn this way was a completely different experience and Princess Isabel laughed, part in fright and part in pleasure, as the wind rushed past her tiny face. It would be very easy to get swept away. Luckily, Ulred the Unicorn knew the way to the Golden City, and they were headed there straight away. It was a long, long way away, but they had bought some tiny snacks which they nibbled on. Princess Isabel... 
Princess Sirola and Queen Mummy alternated between snuggling away from the wind inside the pockets in the bag and bracing the outside air to see the land rushing past. Princess Isabel got the giggles whenever she thought of anyone seeing Harriet the Hare seeming to ride a unicorn on her own. It was lucky that Princess Isabel had had a special saddle made with a perfect section for a hare. The journey took a long time and the sun was high in the sky when Ulred the unicorn slowed. Princess Isabel popped her head out of the bag and gasped. They were cantering towards an absolutely beautiful castle with pale blue turrets topped with gold climbing up into the sky. There were flags waving, all of a murky, dark green. Princess Sirola gasped. That's Zathana's colour. She must have taken over the palace. Princess Isabel put her arm around Princess Sirola. Don't worry, we're going to sort this. But as Ulred the Unicorn started to walk through the streets of buildings and people that suddenly looked enormous, Princess Isabel began to feel very, very small, in a way that she hadn't among the trees and mountains, as those are always enormous to begin with. People looked curiously at the unicorn with a bag and a hair, but Ulred the Unicorn walked purposefully towards the palace. Princess Sirola suddenly stirred to action. We should find Samni, my love, first of all. He can tell us what is going on. He is, he is probably in the dungeons. They are at the west end of the castle. Harriet heard and passed on the message to Ulred. Soon they were right alongside the castle, walking around a beautiful glistening wall, studded with natural white stones all the way along. After a while, they came to a door, low and dark. This is the entrance, Princess Sirola said. There was no way Ulred the Unicorn was going to get inside. So he crouched down and the tiny humans got onto Harriet the Hare's back and she hopped through the door. It took a long moment for their eyes to adjust to the dim light. But when they did, Princess Sirola gasped again. These dungeons are usually empty, she said. Princess Isabel looked around her and saw that every door was locked and closed. Looks like this sorceress has been busy, Queen Mummy said. Go on, Harriet, let's find Samney. The sooner we do, the sooner we can sort all of this out. Samney was in the last cell, crouched in a corner with his head buried on his knees. Princess Sirola rushed toward him but couldn't get his attention with her tiny voice. Finally, Harriet the Hare thumped her leg loudly and Samney looked up. Harriet, let's give them a moment, Queen Mummy said and she led the Hare and the Princess Isabel away as the hero spoke with the tiny princess. After a little while, Samney called them back over. Thank you for bringing Princess Sirola here, he said. Zathana is trying to force me to marry her. 
She is threatening the whole kingdom. I would have had to give in, if only to rescue the innocent people. Now there is hope. But I need to get out of this cell. Could you lift me up to the keyhole? Queen Mummy asked, and Samney did. Queen Mummy peered inside and then asked for a splinter. Samney found one, and then Queen Mummy worked very hard for a few minutes, pulling and levering and shoving. Finally, something clicked, and the cage door swung open. Everyone stared at Queen Mummy for a moment. Lockpicking wasn't really a skill that you expected a queen to have. We must go to Zathana, Princess Sirola announced once they were all together again. Samney had put them all on his shoulder where they sat, holding on very tightly. Yes, said Princess Isabel confidently, but I think it might be better if she didn't know that we were here, Samney. And then she told everybody her plan. A little while later, Samney strode into the palace, pushing past the stunned guards and walking into the hall where Zathana was sat upright on the throne. She was dressed in long, flowing, dark blue and black robes, and when he appeared, she stood in shock. Luckily, everything was already in place. Zathana, Samney said before she could say anything, like, how did you get out, or why are you here? I demand you return the Princess Sirola and restore her to her throne. I will not, the sorceress said. But as she did, Princess Isabel, Queen Mummy and Princess Sirola got to work. As they were so small, they had hidden in her robes, and they began to tickle her. Samney lifted his arms as though he were performing a spell, and Zathana wiggled and giggled and writhed. He dropped his hands, and they stopped tickling. Where have you got this power from? Zathana gasped. But Samney raised his arms again, and once more she was helplessly laughing and twisting about. Princess Isabel grinned, hidden as she was in some sort of pocket. Samney thundered. Restore the princess. Give up your rule and never return. Those are my conditions or I will bring about something even more terrible. Zathana didn't respond, partly because she was too busy giggling but partly because she was trying her best to stop what she thought was a tickling spell. But it wasn't a spell at all, and she could do nothing to stop it. Samney dropped his arms and looked at the sorceress almost kindly. You have one last chance, he said softly. Zathana was furious now, and raised her arms above her head. I will break your magic. This spell will stop you, she proclaimed, then waved her arms about and spat some magical sounding words. 
Now the spell that she was doing was a very, very powerful one. And if Samney had been doing magic, it would have completely stopped the magic and, what's more, sent him spinning through the air until he landed on a deserted island a long, long way away. But Samney wasn't doing magic. And actually the only spells in the vicinity were the ones that Zathana herself had put on Princess Sirola, Princess Isabel and Queen Mummy to make them very small. So what happened next, to everyone's surprise, was that the royals all grew back to their full size and Zathana started twisting around, moved up into the air and then completely disappeared, caught up by her own spell. Princess Sirola ran into Samney's arms and Queen Mummy and Princess Isabel looked at each other with big grins. I want to marry you today. I don't want to wait a moment longer, Princess Sirola said dramatically. Well, Queen Mummy stepped forward. I think we can do that. The sky was dark when the wedding procession began. Down the streets were the people of the city with tears of happiness glistening on their faces, full of joy for the end of Zathana's reign and for the marriage of their beloved princess. They held out lanterns that burned orange and yellow, filling the streets with a warm glow. At the city gates stood Samney, dressed splendidly in bright velvet colours, with polished boots and his sword shined and attached to his waist. At the palace steps on the other side of the city, Princess Sirola stepped out of the front door, with Princess Isabel behind her. She had asked Princess Isabel to be her bridesmaid and Princess Isabel had eagerly agreed to wear the lovely, silky patterned dress that had been laid out for her. Princess Sirola shone like a thousand stars with a dress of exquisite gold where every embroidered thread and each tiny golden bead caught the light and played with it, sending it dancing around her wherever she went. She paused for a moment. Are you okay? Princess Isabel whispered, and Princess Sirola turned back to her, tears gleaming on her face. I'm so happy, she said, and it's all because of you and your mother. Princess Isabel grinned. Not really, but we were glad to help. Look! Princess Sirola looked up, and there was Ulred the Unicorn with his mane brushed and his horn polished and with a golden saddle ready for her. He looked magnificent, and Princess Sirola smiled. Princess Isabel helped her mount, and then the unicorn walked slowly into the crowd followed by Princess Isabel and, for the very observant, a magnificent-looking hare wearing a golden chain. From the edges of the city, Samney and Princess Sirola moved slowly forward until they arrived on the edge of a magnificent square filled with fountains which splashed musically. Even more slowly now, they stepped forward again and again. 
The people around them, who had filled the square with light, began to sing music with beautiful harmonies. Princess Isabel saw Queen Mummy standing in the middle, holding a big book and looking magnificent. Eventually, Samney and Princess Sirola met and clasped hands, staring into each other's eyes. Princess Sirola was crying again, and Princess Isabel thought she saw a tear in Samney's eye too. Queen Mummy led them through beautiful promises to each other, and then they kissed, and the whole city erupted with joy and food appeared on tables, and instruments appeared, and there was dancing and laughter everywhere. Once Princess Isabel and Queen Mummy, Ulred the Unicorn, and Harriet the Hare had eaten, they bid farewell to the bride and groom, and started to ride away. Princess Isabel found it very comforting, leaning back on Queen Mummy as they rode, and long before they were back at their castle, she was fast asleep. King Daddy was waiting at the door in his dressing gown and he lifted Princess Isabel carefully to take her up to bed. Queen Mummy gave him a sleepy grin and a kiss and they all went to bed. The End Thanks for listening. What would you do if you were only two inches tall? And a big well done to Zoe, Jemima, Kezia, Thea and Eva who have completed our online Christmas escape room. To get all the latest from the Story Forest and get access to the escape room yourself, sign up to our mailing list on our website. We'll be back next week with another Princess Isabel adventure.